Hello, my loyal army of pig milkers. Welcome back to another episode. The last episode of the Comcast for the rest of the 2022 season. So, welcome, one and all. I'm your fearless leader, Cody, and this is my first solo episode. I'm super excited slash nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous. I've done this for four years. However, I've never done it solo. But if Ryan can do it, that means that I can do it. The beer this week is called Red Collar, and this is an Imperial Red IPA. And this is brought to us by the hardworking folks of Indiana City Brewing Company of Indianapolis, Indiana. It has an 8.5% ABV and has a 4.25 out of 5 rating on the Comcast scale. Red Collar is a powerful hop-forward red IPA that finishes with a crisp bite. Red Collar is a seasonal beer brewed to encourage everyone to continue writing their own story one pint at a time. A beautiful story and beautiful quote from Indiana City Brewing themselves. Cheyenne and I went to Indiana City Brewing, took a day trip to Indianapolis a few weeks ago and just on a whim went to Indiana City and honestly had a fantastic time. It was like a it's like a Sunday afternoon and I was like, hey, I'm hungry. She she could she wanted something to eat too and we were on the same we were actually going to 18th Street and which is a very popular um, Indiana based brewing company and their home base is in like Hammond, Indiana, which is like super north towards Chicago and like Gary area. Well, they have a tap room in Indianapolis, so I was super stoked because I like their beer and they're, um, I'm actually looking at the can label, their Devil's Cup IPA was like one of the very first um, labels I actually put on the podcast table. So I was super excited to go and we get there and it's like kind of a rough neighborhood, which is okay. I mean, we've walked down over the Rhine in Cincinnati <laughs> for a week straight and you know, we never felt unsafe just we've never felt unsafe walking in any neighborhood that we that we're in like safe or not or like maybe not as safe um because the airbnbs are cheaper in those areas because i'm not paying hundreds of dollars extra just to have like a, a little bit better of a neighborhood that doesn't make any sense all we're doing is sleeping there but we've never felt super unsafe we've always been aware of our surroundings the most, the most I feel like we've been, we have felt unsafe was actually walking, um, I feel like it was actually walking, uh, in Nashville, downtown, like not on main street, but like four, four or five blocks away or like a, a mile away from main street. We're actually at, uh, it's called, uh, Southern Tennessee, I think it's Southern Tennessee L works or something like that. But it was, it was such a random area because the only way to park, it, it, and by the way, the Southern Tennessee like Brewing Co., I think is what it's called, it was a great place. It was awesome. The beer was good. But it was it was like spot on fucking raining and shit. And the only, where for, only place for us to park was underneath a fucking overpass. And it was so weird because there's just like this brewing brewing company tucked in beside this fucking overpass it was the strangest thing and it's like right downtown like half a mile away from main street 
But like if if you if anybody's been to Nashville, Tennessee, where Main Street is, other than that, in that like that general vicinity, like there's that music hall there too, the super famous, there's fucking nothing. And everything's like empty parking lots and like like gas stations and there's nothing fucking there besides Main Street. And we don't like to do like the touristy shit, so we really weren't into Main Street. We drove down it just to like kind of see and everybody was like out and about and shit. And Cheyenne wanted to go to this milkshake bar. And I'm, we've told this story, I'm pretty sure, on here a few times. But just for like a recap, she just wanted to go to this milkshake bar, which was like right off of Main Street, which is fine. I actually think it was like the street over from where that car bombing was like um, a year ago. The Nashville car bombing where just like the car told you that it was going to explode for like three fucking hours and nobody was in the area and then it finally exploded and nobody was hurt. Just just destroyed everything. But basically that's all she wanted to do is just go to this milkshake bar. So we don't like to do the touristy stuff, but back to the Southern Tennessee brewing. But the only place to park was like underneath this overpass. And after that, I was like, hey, there's this city winery is what it's called and it's this giant fucking winery in the middle of downtown like two blocks away from the brewery and still half a mile in that general vicinity of downtown so we are walking from the brewery two blocks to the winery which is super super beautiful when we get when we get in there um but when we're walking there, we have to walk, we're, we're basically on the backside of it and we have to walk all the way around the block, which is a giant city block to even get to the front of it, to come all the way back around it. Cause it's fenced in and everything else around there is just a dead parking lot. It's just like grass growing up through it. And we walked past like three junkies just on the side. It's the middle of the day. Three junkies just randomly on like stoops and on the sidewalk. This one car was like broken down. One dude was just like passed out in the driver's seat. And the other guy was like across the street with his head in his hands. Probably cracked out too. But as we're walking, there he just yells, hey. And she freaks the fuck out and grabs my arm. I was like, just keep walking. Don't say anything. Just keep walking. Don't look back. Don't look at anybody. Just keep walking. And that was the, that was probably the most, I wasn't, I don't say I was, uh, felt unsafe, but I was definitely super self-aware of my surroundings. That's probably the most that I, we've ever felt that way. Just because of the combination of things, I guess, that happened within a short span of time, I guess. And I wasn't expecting it. It was definitely like, you gotta expect the unexpected, but when you're, been drinking for the past like hour and you're just trying to have a good time on, on a vacation your first time in a city is you're not really thinking like oh shit's gonna be fucking weird you know but other than that that's probably the worst we've ever felt but we've we've walked through like weird areas before like Cincinnati over the Rhine like people didn't live in that neighborhood because they didn't think it was safe for decades and then now they're finally like becoming it's finally becoming populated again and the money is coming back in and building all these nice new things in there like one of the breweries called mad tree built this um brand new fucking restaurant called alcove and it's it's historically the building is where like the mayor of cincinnati 
would go and do his dirty dealings with the gangsters and the criminals in Cincinnati back in the day, back in like the 1800s, so hundreds of years ago, and early 1900s, they would like do their dirty dealings at this restaurant at the mayor's table, and this building is now turned into this restaurant called Alcove that's owned by the brewery called Mad Tree, which is a giant brewery there. The beer's not bad, but the, the place itself is really cool, and they have like this weird, they have this weird... It's cool, but it's like very strange for the area because it's almost like a greenhouse bar. So you look at this giant building. It's super nice, super fancy, old 1800s building. And then you look inside of it. You can see, look inside it from the street and it's super nice, super well done. And then to the right hand side, connected to the back end is outs, is like encased seating in like a glass greenhouse. And you could sit out and sit in this glass greenhouse area, and there's another bar in this fucking greenhouse area. I was like, what the fuck? This literally just came out like this is really nice and cool and, and cool, but like homies fucking standing around a trash can fire like two blocks away. You know what I mean? It's like the beauty and the fucking beast, like literally within like two blocks from each other. And the last time we went, I know we talked about this too, like the, they're the same homeless man was like passed out on the same side on the same same spot for like three days like the entire three days we were there he was passed out in the same exact spot and he had his ass hanging out one day so I, that's the first time i've ever seen a homeless person's ass just straight bare ass but and it was funny because even that even all that like it, we've never like people have like hey can I have some money for like a cup of coffee? And it was like 9 a.m. And I was like, I don't have any cash because I didn't. I don't, nobody carries cash anymore. Or else I would have gave him five bucks if he wanted a cup of coffee because it was nice. But we never really felt unsafe in those type of neighborhoods just because we mind our own fucking business. And you just got to be self-aware. But the majority of people are okay. Like, I think the main reason, like, especially, yes, it is a dangerous area. The last time, the first time we went to Cincinnati, like, people were just smoking weed down the sidewalk. They don't give a fuck if there's cops driving by or not. It, it, that's fine. Like, weed's okay. You're smoking it down the fucking street. You're not bothering anybody. But, like, I went on a walk every day in well, this last time we stayed because we were staying in August. And I went on a walk around the neighborhood every day for about 30 to 45 minutes every morning, just fine. You know, nothing happened. Walked around this big park. Like it's, it's, I feel like there's a lot of hype and especially like, Hey, we haven't lived here in 20 years and now we're finally moving. Like the money's finally coming in and we're making this neighborhood better. Like that's great. The neighborhood does need to be better. And all these new shops are coming back in to like over the Rhine in Cincinnati. But if you think about it, if you think about it this way, in the past three years since we've been going there, we haven't had any issues. Now, it has gotten better since then, but from what we've heard, it has been, it's been pretty bad. Like, like I don't know how bad it did get, but from what we heard, it, it was actually pretty rough. Just move the microphone just a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know. I just... I feel like we've need to move a little bit more. This is awkward doing a single person, but that's fine. We are figuring out ourselves. So, but yeah, I don't, 
don't even fucking remember what I was talking about. I started talking about being safe in fucking neighborhoods and shit. And I don't even remember what I was talking about. Um, fuck, I wish I remembered. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about Indianapolis. So it's in like this weird, you know, 18th Street was in like this weird area. And it was, it, it was like a decent side of town. It's in, it was in the Irving neighborhood in Indianapolis, which is, I mean, you know, it's just a neighborhood. Irving's just a fucking name to us, really. We didn't really care. <laughs> but when we are driving through there, when you're on Washington, it's Washington Street, which Washington Street almost goes like east to west of Indianapolis, like entirely. So when we're driving down Washington Street, we... Everything's usually nice. Like we drive past a uh, local site, a big cidery in Indiana called Ash and Elm. So we drive past their restaurant and everything's fine. I was like, oh, the street's pretty nice. You know, we're in like the Irving neighborhood, but you know, we have to hang a left and go like three or four blocks um, north again. And then in those three or four blocks, like it just changes. It's so like, and I've talked to people about those that have lived in Indianapolis for a while too, like historically. Um, but it's just always been checkered. Like Indianapolis, uh, and, and I'm, you know, bigger cities, obviously. Like, I'm not just saying, oh, only in Indianapolis or only in Indiana. But, like, it's so checkered. And even like the town I live in or the city I live in, it's also checkered, but not. Not in the way that you can get in a bigger city. Like, it's just dumbed down quite a bit, you know? Like, everybody thinks my city, my where I'm from in my hometown, which is just a short drive away from where I live now, uh, like, 30 minutes away, it's just culturally so different. Like, it's night and day here. And it's not even that much bigger, but in a way of, like... If you have, we don't have homeless people in my hometown. Like if we do, they're not there for long because in the city I live in, which is just 30 minutes away, is we have a lot of benefits in this town for homeless people. And there's like clean needle exchanges and stuff like that, which is great. But also it's a bad thing because it also brings more population here. And then, you know, we have to use more resources to keep them away from people who are scared of them because I will, because they do, they, I don't, I feel so some homeless people that I've met here are great. Some of them are nice. Some of them are just homeless because they've had bad runs or the, you know, they, they, you know, if they are on drugs or they are alcoholics, they're not, they're not so bad in the shit that they're like, gonna fuck with you and and they like scare people by just you know randomly just stopping you and, and you know it's one of those things it, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this it's it's one of those things where you gotta kind of consider that they're people too and you know somebody that has somebody like me like yes I drink in moderation you know I drink socially I don't I've never had like to battle alcoholism or anything like that, but I have, I have chewed tobacco. I chewed tobacco for a decade. And when I think about, when I think about talking to like the homeless community or people that are on drugs and things like that and alcohol and are having their battle, like I, I've dealt with stressful times before 
And then I have turned to, when I used to chew tobacco, I've turned to, you know, putting a dip in, you know, so to speak. And, you know, it helped me calm that stress down or like I was after, like after eating a meal, that was like dessert, you know, when I was in college and shit. I know it sounds gross. And when I think about, when I think about chewing tobacco now, it just makes me sick because it's not... It definitely doesn't sit well with me now because I think it's, I I personally think it's gross and I'm not saying anything about anybody that does still chew tobacco or smoke cigarettes. You do whatever you want. It's not me anymore. Um, every once in a while, I'm like, man, shit, that sounds really good right now. But it's, that's literally the reason. And that's trying to, that's kind of what my point is. If I, if I'm in my brain, I'm like, man, that sounds fucking good right now. It's not peer pressure. Like the person or the people that you're around won't even ask you if you want one. You know what I mean? Like a cigarette or like if you're trying to be sober, you don't want to smoke weed anymore. You know, Hey, you want to, you want to hit this, you know, hit this joint, hit this blunt. You want to take a dip. You want a cigarette, whatever. They're not even peer pressuring you, but you're around it. And I feel like. I feel like if you've never, I feel like if you've, ne- I guess peer pressure goes both ways. Like people don't even have to ask you, but if you're like at like a bachelor party or something with your friends and everybody's drinking, having a good time, alcohol lowers inhibitions and you don't, you know, care as much about anything, which is sometimes a good thing and sometimes a bad thing. Depends on how much alcohol you have or how you handle alcohol, but if everybody's like chewing or smoking cigarettes and you're not doing it because you quit years ago, it still makes you want one. Like I talked to my mom about this. My mom's not had cigarettes for, my mom's not had cigarettes. Our, our mom has not had cigarettes for, what is it? Four years, four years or something like that. Almost five. And she still wants one sometimes, but she smoked for 30 years. And something like I chewed for a decade since I was 17 to about 27 or 26, somewhere in there. And sometimes I still want one. And it's, and I, that's what I'm trying to figure out is, that's what I'm thinking about is if you've never struggled with being addicted to like tobacco or some kind of other like substance. Do you want to do that? I'm going to assume not because if like you've had alcohol and you don't like it, you don't drink it because you don't like it. You know, like I, you don't like smoking cigarettes. You tried it. You don't like it. You know, you're not around it. Obviously everybody's like smoke the occasional celebratory cigar. Like I'm there too. But cigars for me, I instantly regret smoking cigars because that's, (laughs) that's literally all I taste for the next three hours. So, like, the last time I smoked a cigar, we were in the Dominican, and I was like, man, this is fucking great, it's an organic cigar, the plantation's right here that it was grown on, and Shine and I split it, because she smoked cigars too, and she wanted to try it, and it was a really good fucking cigar, it really was, but that's all I fucking tasted for three hours, and I instantly fucking regretted it, and I'm, I'm just like, what? man, I fucking don't like this but it's one of those things it's you know we live with it and we're like ah fuck it you know like you know (laughs) the more i think about it and i'll get back to what i was talking about here in a second but the more i think about yolo 
you only live once and how stupid that sounded when I was in like high school when that shit like started spreading around everywhere to like kids and everybody and like YOLO you only live once you think about it and like man that is so true it really is you only live once and it's like YOLO but YOLO is just it's fucking slang but you really do only live once. You really do. And it's like you want to celebrate a toy cigar, you might regret it three hours later. What what the fuck ever? You know? Whatever. And some people out there would be like like some influencers, stuff like that for health and fitness, whatever. Because I do watch a lot of that because it's it's something I'm into. They're like, don't have this, don't have that. Okay, they're just, they're an influencer that's telling you from their perspective, I don't do this and you can do this. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You really can. You don't have to fucking listen to anybody. If for some reason you're like, man, I really don't want to do this anymore because I hate feeling like this afterwards. That's your own fucking decision. You could watch a million videos of somebody saying, don't do this, don't eat the cookie, you know, make sure you go on a walk every day if you're going to do this. Stay consistent. You can have that preached to you every day and you're not going to do it. You, you just have to tell yourself that you're not going to do it anymore. And I've been... And I've done that for a long time. Is like, I have to do it, have to do it, have to do it. And I've been in this like self-hate mode afterwards if I don't do it. And over the past couple years, I've just figured out that I'm just like, why are you mad? Because you didn't want to get off your ass and go for a walk today. You had time. Why are you mad? Why are you mad that you smoked a cigar for a celebratory occasion? Your friend had a baby. You're at a wedding, bachelor party, whatever. And you taste cigar for the next three hours. Three hours later, you don't taste cigar anymore. You know, like, it's about the moment. It's about, it's about living with what you decided to do and moving on. That's literally what it is. Like, and I think because I, for, for about, I'm just going off on a tangent now, but hey, this is uh, the Cody Cummings show this episode. I'll take another sip of tea real quick. But I, I really kind of started to get that attitude when I started to work out traditionally again. And I got a personal trainer um, who did help me. And I did see progress. And he did help me a lot with traditional conventional training, like in the gym, lifting weights, um, you know, doing the standard exercises. And it took, it took that to realize that I have done kettlebell and bodyweight workouts for the better part of four years now, almost five, maybe five years. Um, I discovered kettlebell workouts, I think about a year into my weight loss journey. And it's been, fuck, has it been six years? Yeah, it's been six years. Um, I believe it'll be six years. Is this, I believe it'll be, I think it already is six years, actually. Damn, time flies. 
But, uh, you know, I got into it about a year in and I did it for about four years. And then I did traditional conventional workouts in the gym, you know, five days a week for a year with a, with a personal trainer, kept progress, you know, did the whole calorie counting thing again. I did that for a few years, but I've done every fucking diet out there. Just trying to like body hack for myself, see what works best for me. Kind of like elimination diet, but an elimination diet is like eliminating everything besides a certain subset of things and seeing what your body responds to and then slowly adding them back. That's basically what that is. But I've been honestly biohacking myself for probably about four years. Um, maybe five after I initially lost like a first, the first hundred pounds is like, Hey, let's see what fucking works because this is not going to be me ever again. I'm permanently changed. But after I discovered kettlebell and body weight stuff, I just felt like it was more for me. And with, yes, you can go to the gym and use kettlebells, but I, I slowly bought each piece one at a time, you know, you know, Ryan gives me shit about, you know, having so many of them, but you know, I bought my first 35 pound kettlebell five years ago and I, it was so hard for me to use just trying to figure out how to make sure to do the forms properly. So I didn't get hurt because that's the number one thing they say. You need to make sure you get the forms down correctly with no weight or very, very light, not even 35 pounds, but like 35 pounds is good for like an adult male beginner once you get everything down. But I bought that like five years ago from <laughs> an MC Sports that was going out of business and for like 25 bucks. And that fucking thing is still sitting over there. And then I slowly gained and amassed this like little gym, basically. You know, I've got... It's just a handful of kettlebells, but, you know, I just recently got, you know, a few sledgehammer kettlebells and a, a, just a regular sledgehammer and then a 97 pounder from Rogue. And that thing's my pride and joy. And if you had told me five years from now, it, I'd be struggling swinging a 35 pound kettlebell. And now I went from a 35 to a 55 to I did, um, you know, I've got two 25 pounders. Now I have two 55s and then move up to a 97, just single in five years, you know, and that's kind of off and on consistency, but that's a lot of fucking progress and doing a year of like conventional, traditional workouts in the gym really helped me find who I am and why I do what I do and I can't stand to have anybody else in control of my personal fitness and health goals. I try to be a sponge for everything. And I try to work on everything that I can possible and learn as much as I can as health and fitness as I can. And absorb that because it's not useless information. It's it's great information. And the, the interesting thing about it is, is health and fitness always changes. And another thing, you know, it, it helped me, you know, the, the traditional workouts helped me realize that you're paying for this personal trainer. And if you miss a day at the gym, you have wasted money because you are paying him, you are paying the gym to go there. And I would get so mad that I wouldn't go, but it would happen, it happened multiple times over a year. And then I realized that 
it's my own fault. And if I can't get in the gym because it was across town and I would have to go before or after work and it fucking sucked going before because I'm waking up at 3 a.m. I'm losing sleep. That hurts your gains because you're not getting enough sleep. You're not recovering. So it's... And going after work fucking sucks too. So yes, it's yes, it's consistency, and yes, it's lack of uh, what is that word? Discipline. Yes, it is lack of discipline as well. And I feel like that's my biggest downfall to my own health and fitness is just lack of discipline sometimes. And it did help me realize that it's over move on don't be pissed about it anymore if you did miss today because it's your own fault you're paying for it if you don't go you're wasting your own money don't get mad it's your own fault and then since then it made me realize that after a year i am better off in charge of my own health and fitness and it's helped me kind of bridge that gap to where i don't need anybody to tell me how to work out. I don't need anybody to tell me how many calories to fucking eat. And that's another realization. I just, I don't do that anymore. I don't track anything anymore. I eat real food. I, yes, I, I watch videos from different influencers. Like I watch Mike Dolce. I watch Thomas DeLauer. Um, I watch Bobby Parrish on Flave City. I watch all these other influencers and stuff like that. But that, that tell, just feed me information. They feed me information because I want to grow my knowledge. And that's the main reason why I... That's the main reason why I watch stuff like that. It feeds me information. If I could watch just a bodybuilding video from somebody... Um, like, like Chris Bumstead, Mr. Olympia four times, shout out. But if I, he just recently won by the way, but if I could learn something about how a four time Mr. Olympia eats just from, just one little, one little like Easter egg, like, Hey, this works better for him. And I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. But if 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 he does this, maybe there's something that works with that. So I'm like, hey, maybe I'll just do this instead and try and see how I feel. Or like, you know, I watch Mike Dolce, who is like who's super big into walking and not counting calories. Um, sorry, fasted walking before your first meal and not counting counting calories and making sure it's only whole food ingredients, just just plain food, real ingredients, real food, don't count calories and just go from there. That's it. Like exercise, walk fasted and eat real food. That's it. And all of these people that I watch that have all this information, like Thomas DeLauer's keto, and I was keto for like a year and a half, and I'm not keto anymore, but keto is literally just a fucking name. Keto's literally just telling you to not eat fucking breads and carbs, just eat lean proteins and vegetables. That's 
what anybody else fucking does. Like, that's it. It's just a fucking name. Keto's just a name. It's all it is. But the biggest thing that I've learned is everybody is right and everybody is wrong at the same time. Because nobody is 100% right. Ever. They're never going to be. Yes, they might be award-winning. Yes, they might be this, this, and that. But to the average consumer, i.e. me, based on my what I've gathered, you're never, ever going to be 100% right because health and, health and fitness is the most ever-changing thing I've ever seen. One of the most ever-changing things I've ever seen in my life. Food can be bad for you one day and then good for you the next and then bad again and then good and then okay and then bad and then good. It's one of the most ever-changing things and ever-advancing things. We, we keep finding out new and new things about it every day, but nobody's 100% right. It's like eggs are, like I, I stand by eggs. Eggs are fucking excellent for you. Probably one of the, the best things you could ever have, protein-wise. But, like, like bodybuilders eat fucking white rice four times a day. However, all these other people say that you should eat quinoa or something that has higher fiber. Okay, well, these bodybuilders have won contests and they're fucking jacked. Not uh, natural bodybuilders. Not natural bodybuilders. Sorry. Not the ones that, like, take steroids. But, like, natural bodybuilders are fucking jacked. Do you see what they look like? They're the epitome of physique. The definition of physique. They eat fucking white rice every day. So, it's like, nobody's right 100% of the time. They're always a little wrong. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. It It depends on what you do. And what feels good for you, just do it. And I know you guys hear that all the time, but coming from somebody that has had the experience, and I, I see all these people say the same exact thing and that the other person's wrong. Okay, well, why does why does Thomas DeLauer have a fucking eight pack and he does this and he still eats this shit? But Mike Dolce also has a fucking eight pack. And they're both jacked in their 40s. But they do two completely different things. Or not two completely different things. They do slightly different things. So what? <laughs> so, you know, you know what I mean? It's, and it, you know, I didn't really plan on this being like a health and fitness thing. But, you know, if this is truly my episode, this is, this is what I am. Beer, <laughs> beer, sketchy neighborhoods and fucking... Health and fitness, man. Like, that's kind of who I am. Um, but yeah, I just... Nobody's 100% right. So just... Honestly, absorb whatever you can. Like, if, if you're kind of in the same loop that I am, and you're trying to, you're trying to learn more about... About health and fitness and, like, different ways, just watch these people. And... And learn as much as you can. Even if it's one little piece from like a 10 minute video. One little Easter egg. You're like, oh shit, that's that's why. 
That's why this. That maybe I should try this in my diet. Maybe I should try this exercise. Or I should, you know, if I'm not going to work out today, I need to work out tomorrow. But then if I work out every 48 hours, I'm, I'm okay, you know. But just keep the diet right. Just keep 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 your diet okay. Keep your you know your go on your walk, eat your food the right way. Don't don't have any cheat meals or anything. You know, stay strict. Whatever works for you. And then you know, just make sure you work out tomorrow. Because statistically, scientifically, every forty eight hours, if you exercise your muscles, you will still gain muscle. So you don't, if you're doing like full body stuff, you know, or any exercise actually, you just need to make sure you work that same body part every 48 hours. That's something that I learned from a fucking video. So I'm like, oh shit, I don't have to fucking work out every day if I don't have time or if I'm sore or whatever. I got a shitty night's sleep, you know, it's, it's, it's so many different things. It's so many different things and it's so ever changing that it doesn't have to work for you today, but just plan to do better tomorrow. Like it's so, it's so ever changing that the same thing might not be fucking true in a year. Like I watched videos, I was watching videos today, they were two years old and they said one thing about this one product in the grocery store. However, a video two years later now like a, a couple months ago completely changed like this like ingredient is not the same as it used to be because two years ago we didn't have the studies on this ingredient that say it's bad for you now that's the shit i'm talking about like it just doesn't make fucking sense the, the but the but to get in conclusion basically the the thing that i found that works best for me it's making sure that I go on walks at least every other day, preferably before breakfast because that way I'm hungry in the morning. Just like 30 minute walk. That's it. At the least. And then no more than like an hour though because then it gets fucking too long and then I'm starving. But then I just try to eat real food. Just eat real fucking food. I try to space it out to like four meals at the least, maybe six, depends. Six is a lot to fucking get in. So I did four. I ate four meals today. And just real food. Just real. Nothing fake. Nothing from a box. It was fucking applesauce. It better just be apples. Or like absorbic acid, which is vitamin C, which is fine. Try to eat organic as much as possible. Try to eat like sprouted grains if you can. Just because it's better, on, it's easier on your stomach. Just learning different things and all that stuff like the spread of grains and all that other shit. I didn't learn I didn't learn until like the past year and a half. I didn't learn all that shit and most of it like the past six months. Just absorbing all this material just to keep learning. And you know, people ask me, people used to ask me all the time, they're like, How do you know this? I'm like, years of experience. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have dedicated myself and my, a lot of my free time to just learning this shit to help myself and trying to explain it to other people is just, it's very hard for them to grasp because 
I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't I don't know why it's this, but the experts in these in these things, not the experts in the videos because they're not always experts. Mm. Oh, lemon verbena. You have my heart. But the the a lot of the times like Thomas if you look like Thomas Delara who's an influence like a health and fitness influencer on YouTube he works 100% off scientific articles. Official scientific articles. None of that dot com bullshit. It's .edu, dot whatever. So it's the scientific experts that say, hey, this is actually beneficial for you for this. Or like, hey, apple cider vinegar is actually fucking incredibly good for you. We should all drink apple cider vinegar in the mornings. 100%. Not at night, though. It'll spike your insulin. So don't do that. Or it won't spike your insulin, sorry. It'll spike your adrenaline. So maybe not at night. But in the morning, dude, I was like, everybody's, like your mom's, everybody's mom's been like, apple cider vinegar, you know? <laughs> like your grandma fucking drank apple cider vinegar for like, apple cider vinegar for like fucking 40 years. And, you know, it's the only thing that's kept her alive till she's fucking 87. And... <laughs> swears by it which is good you know it's like it actually is really fucking good for you <laughs> apple cider vinegar with the mother enzyme in it you know raw and filtered organic whatever with the mother is what you want it really is actually good for you <laughs> like scientifically it's fucking good for you um which is great especially because it's like it's not that expensive and if you drink, like, a tablespoon in the morning with some, like, water and some fucking lemon juice, dude. Or some, like, Himalayan pink salt in there, too. That's what I do. Like, those three things in there. I feel fucking great. And, yeah. Just shit like that. Like, old wise tales. And some, like, you know. My, my our great-grandma, actually. She, lived just, she was 94 years old. And she swore by drinking a beer a day. She was 94. You know, I don't even know if I want to live to 94. I don't know what I want to live to, to be honest with you. I'm trying to think about that shit. It kind of scares me. But personally, it does. Like, the thought of dying actually scares me. You know, and Shine and I have actually talked about it. It's like, she's like, what are you scared of? I was like, I, that's just it. I don't fucking know. I don't know what I'm afraid of not being here anymore getting old I guess just not not knowing the unknown I guess that's like what my main fear is not knowing what's after and if it's what I think it is that's what probably scares me the most like that chatterbox effect like you're just listening to your own fucking psyche you're fucking messing with your own damn head but it's real shit man it's the only guaranteed thing in life I don't know it's and when I try not to think about it honestly and that's just one of my demons like that's one of the demons I have to battle is like come to terms and I feel like I've been doing really good about it actually switching to death now <laughs> but honestly like 
I have I have been doing better with dealing with it because before I wouldn't even want to fucking think about it ever, ever at all. And when I was a kid, I used to cry if I'd think about it. Really, I would. Sometimes I'll think about it and I'll I'll literally panic. I will have a mini anxiety attack sometimes. It happened the other day, actually. I thought about it randomly. And then I couldn't quit thinking about it. And within like five seconds, I had like a mini panic attack. And I had to like completely like force that thought out of my brain. To like just fucking think about something else, you know? And I feel like I'm not really thinking about it right now. But I am talking about it. And it's not, I feel, I, I feel pretty good right now. I feel, <laughs> I feel like this is pretty healthy, actually. You guys are my therapists. I, uh, I hopefully I'm, you guys enjoy this episode and I'm not fucking it up too bad, but I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, leave a comment or something like that. Send us an email. Um, nobody does send any emails at all. That's one thing. I know there's not like. No, we're not super fucking popular, which is fine with me, because that means that, like, the 30 of you, the 40 of you, the 50 of you that listen to this every week, you guys have been listening to this shit for four fucking years. Four years, guys. That's fucking insane. I remember, <laughs> I remember when we first got 50 downloads. 50 downloads? Like, total, and I'm like, who the fuck is listening to this shit? Like, in April of, fuck, when was that? April of 2018? April of 2018, it was like, who the fuck is listening to this shit? We had 50 total downloads, and then we got to, like, 500 total downloads. And I'm like, we just got 500 downloads total? And then, like, somebody would go through and, like, listen to it, and they down, we'd get, like, a hundred fucking downloads in, like, a day, and I was, like, somebody downloaded every fucking episode we had. <laughs> but, you guys have been listening to this shit for four fucking years. And if you don't listen to it, and I'm just talking to myself, hey, that's fine. I mean, you just might have subscribed downloads, and you might just have to be subscribed to the channel and just automatically downloads, you don't listen to it all, but... I know some people listen to it, and I know some people we know listen to it, and, you know, the few emails that we have gotten are, are great. I really appreciate it all. I appreciate all the Facebook messages we get. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. It, it's not, it's not giving me, like, a big, a big head attitude or anything. It just, it's really cool that this, these 50 people Persons, human beings, have listened to us for four years, and you guys enjoy us, and we enjoy you listening to us because that means that we resonate, we resonate with you in a way that you're entertained, you're moved, you're, <laughs> you're laughing at our squealing laughs, like... I'm not going to lie, the episodes that I do listen to nowadays, you know, if we have some fucking squeals in there, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm absolutely rolling on the floor just because uh, the sound of us just fucking squeaking and yelling and it's hilarious. It's hilarious to me because I'm like, 
Why do we sound like deflating balloons? <laughs> hmm. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> but thank you all. Seriously. I know we say it all the time. Thank you for listening. But really. Thank you guys. Like this is amazing. The fact that 50 of you are that interested in us and you download i'm not getting upset i'm i get snotty at night um <laughs> but the fact that you guys take time you know an hour and a half or whatever to think about us and just listen to the episode and laugh with us that's fucking amazing it really is and it's like you know, some of you have, like, even bought our merch. That's fucking great. I'm not gonna lie. Half the purchases were me buying my own fucking merch. But, you know, whatever. And, you know, we have a couple of people on Patreon. You know, and I know we're fucking... I know we've been slacking a lot lately. Like, me. I've been slacking on Facebook posts and stuff like that. And I don't know if you guys actually follow us on Facebook. All of you follow us on Facebook. I don't know if you guys follow the Comcast Facebook group on Facebook. Or you read them. You look at them, but whatever. Either way, I, it's one of those things I need to own up to that I just... I can't go back, but I can go forward. And that's one of those things I need to own up to and just do it. I need to just, I need to just do it. Every week, take five minutes to, to do it because I know it doesn't take very long. But, you know, we've all been there. We all have those days. Just don't feel like doing anything or we're, we're busy with work. We can't do anything else besides work or come home and get ready for the next fucking day. You know, it just, it's rough sometimes. Sometimes we lose track. Sometimes we lose motivation, discipline, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes we just lose it. But when we get it back, we come back and we're fucking strong for a little while. We might lose it again or we might not. I know that's been me. I'll just... Like, I did everything I needed to today. Because I had a day off of work, you know? I did everything I needed to. And then, tomorrow, I'm going to try to do everything I need to also. We'll see. I don't know. I can speak for today. And I will try to do better tomorrow. But, you know, I'm, I have a very firm belief that one day this discipline, I just, I, I'm going to need to have it and not let it go. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many motivational videos you watch or whatever motivations, you know, people say motivation is temporary. It is. It definitely is. Can it help? Yeah. Totally. Motivation can help all the time. All the time. It can help you. At least get over a hump, maybe. You know, thinking about something else that is like, hey, I have no excuse. This person's doing that. Or this is the reason. This is the reason why I have to keep going. Sometimes you just need that boost. But discipline's one of those things that you have to earn. And then it doesn't go away. 
You have to force yourself to do it, and that's what's that's what discipline is. And I'm a firm believer that once you find it, you can't let it go, and you got to ride that wave, and it's going to make you a better person. No matter what it is, health and fitness, writing in your journal every day, going to the therapist every week. Because sometimes we just want to fucking sit here, dude. Life fucking, life's rough, man. You got to milk that fucking pig sometimes to just fucking do it. <laughs> and now I'm eating my fucking words right now because sometimes you just got to milk that fucking pig and do what you don't want to fucking do. God damn, I ain't been milking that fucking pig for a while. Off and on. Life happens, man. But, uh, yeah. Find your discipline. And when you do find it, grip that motherfucker in a fucking chokehold and don't let go of it. Because it's going to make you a better person. No matter what it is. And uh, I think one day I'm going to find it too. I'll just, I'll go hard for like two fucking weeks. I'm like, I did every fucking thing I need to do for two weeks. I'm doing so good. And fucking snap your fingers. <laughs> it's fucking gone. I'm like, son of a bitch. And then I'll get fucking pissed about it for like a hot second. I'm like, ah, you can't fucking change, dude. Go the, you can't go fucking back, dude. Just keep fucking moving forward. Keep moving forward. Don't get mad. If you get mad, you're a fucking bitch. Go back. Go so fucking mad. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's just me talking to myself, but yeah, don't get mad about it. Move the fuck on. Can't go back. Do better tomorrow. Or do or do better with the rest of the time you have today. Like, God, I did not want to sit down and do this episode. But, you know, it was fucking 939. I'm like, fuck it. Get up. Go do it. Go do it. You're going to have a good time. And I have had a good time. This has been actually really good for me. Um, yeah, this has been great, actually. I actually enjoyed myself. This is good for me. I should definitely do this more often. Um, but yeah, I just, I have been trying to, been trying to find my schedule for myself. Like I, I, I've said that before, but I've been trying to find my new schedule, honestly, and it's been... It's been honestly almost a six month battle because I, you know, I, I quit my job that I had and I started working at a fucking brewery. So I work at a brewery now and I quit everything. I'm like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm not happy. The money's great. I'm fucking good at my job, but I'm fucking done, man. I found a great place to go. I found a great brewery. It's local, they're independent, they're family owned. And I found this place to work, man, as a side gig. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go back to work on Monday. Man, that was five months ago. Almost five months ago. Five months ago in like a couple weeks. So like four and a half. Time flies, man. It's been a total game changer. Really has. I'm so much happier now. But with that, with new happiness and with new changes brings more, not more, but different struggles. I definitely don't have more struggles. I have less, but different struggles. 
you know, small business, small family owned business, like a brewery, there's not much staff. So a lot of the staff have to do a lot of different things, which is perfectly fine. I pride myself on having a very good work ethic and I don't know how to not work hard, which is great for me. I love doing something, especially when it's an industry that I'm passionate about. I've been in the, into craft beer for a very long time, longer than this podcast has existed. And I pour beer and talk about fucking beer for a living, guys. Like, it's fucking amazing. And, you know, some people are like, oh, they hire. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but it's one of those things, man, you got to find your own shit. Like, I can't just be like, like, I took a giant, like, okay, as an adult in America, in the Midwest, the money that I used to make in my old job was fucking unreal. It was great. Nobody in my family has ever made that much money at a fucking regular gig. Never. And I was good at my fucking job. And... The responsible adult me said, can't you just fucking work part-time? But then I didn't have any fucking weekends, you know? I would work during the week, and then I'd work every fucking weekend pouring beer, man. But then I was like, man, I don't want to go fucking back to work on Monday. I just want to stay here. And I contemplated for a while few weeks and then I was like man I don't fucking if I don't do this now when I'm 30 years old I'm never gonna fucking do it never never gonna do it this this decision to quit my job that paid very very well we had a very good lifestyle you know Cheyenne and I we still do (laughs) we still do like, this place I work at now, they pay really good, especially when it comes to service industry. They pay great. And, and you know, I just, when I think about that, I'm like, fuck. I used to make less than this at a current, at a former job, former, former job. I used to make less than this. And I'm pouring fucking beer for a living, dude. So it's like, the adult me is like, sacrifice all that fucking money in your lifestyle. You know, three vacations a fucking year. I sold my car, which, you know, is whatever. I didn't need it. Um, I was working on paying off debt and, you know, trying to grow my wealth to basically retire. You know, by the time I was like 50, 55, retire early. That's probably not in the cards anymore. Unless I hit the lottery or something. (laughs) But uh, I still have money to invest in my future. Uh, And I still have... I still have time. More time. I have more time to spend on myself than I did used to. I really do. I'm more like second shift now instead of first shift. If you think of it like hours. Hours in the service industry are weird. So it's like... You could could you sh- could consider it like traditional second shift, like three to eleven. 
but it's kind of in between there. It varies day to day, which is fine. You know, I'm, I just don't go to bed till later. And that's why I was like procrastinating doing this fucking podcast. I'm like, it's nine 30. I'm like, bitch, you would be at fucking work for the next three fucking hours still. <laughs> Get the fuck up and go do this fucking podcast for a fucking hour or more. We've actually been talking for an hour. It's fucking great. But it's like, bitch, get the fuck up. <laughs> uh, you'd still be a fucking work, dude. Get your ass up. So, yeah, I'm glad I didn't procrastinate any longer because I, I actually enjoyed this. But, yeah, I just, I'm in an industry now that I fucking enjoy and I love doing what I do. And I'm, I'm actually happy. I've never been fucking happy in a job ever. And don't get me wrong, there's no fucking, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking so happy every minute, every day at this job. Nah, nah, bro, that doesn't exist. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be fucking, you're gonna have shit that pisses you off sometimes. You're gonna have bad fucking days. But as long as the good's more than the bad, you're winning, dude. Like, you're winning. You are. So if you're in a job that you actually love and you have more good times and bad times, dude, you're, you're, you guys are already winning. And I've, I finally figured that out, you know, like, you know, I would tell the people I used to work with, I'm like, like, man, it sucks you leave. And I was like, well, you can come crying your beer while I pour it for you with a smile on my face. And it's funny because, you know, some of the people I used to work with have been there and they just bitching about work. And I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Like, I'll, I'm a bartender. I will. I put on my 1950s bartender voice. I'm like, ah, I'm a bartender. I'll listen to anything you say. And, uh, cha cha cha. And I'll, uh, listen to what I got to say. But, you know, I'll tell them, like, man, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't fucking care, dude. I'm like, here, try this new IPA we got on. <laughs> I mean, it'll make you feel better. Hey, this barrel-aged barley wine's fucking 9% ABV. Maybe that'll fucking catch your tears a little bit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's fucking great, man. This is a really good time in my life. And it's, you know, talking about progressively learning and constantly learning and being a sponge, this is like the biggest life event. One of the biggest life events I've ever had is it was the hardest and best decision I've ever made in my life, in my short 30-year-old life, was quit a fucking job that pays great, and it's corporate, and you're fucking solid, you got insurance, you got 401k, you fucking matching, dude, you can throw a fucking 15% extra in a fucking Roth, and you go on three fucking vacations every year, and you're in upper middle fucking class with your, you know, with your partner, your household's fucking upper middle class, unless you drive a fucking Land Rover, because you can afford it, and then you sold it because you don't give a fuck because you're wanting to pay off debt, but you can still afford a fucking Land Rover. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, all that for happiness. It's fucking polarizing, man, let me tell you. I thought real hard about it. Really hard about it. And I took the fucking leap, man. When jumping seems the hardest, that's when you should fucking jump. I took the leap and I never looked back. 
and you know, I don't give a shit about what anything happens, you know, you know, cause Cheyenne still works at my old job and she'll talk to me about some things and I'm like, you know what, babe, I just don't fucking care. And she knows I don't care because I tell her all the time. She knows that. But she's like, well, you talk about work. And I'm like, I'm talking about fucking this funny shit that happened the other day. You're talking about shit that sucked. So. <laughs> but. Uh, mm. uh, sorry. I'm going to take a drink of water. But. Um, yeah. So. Make those hard decisions, guys. Like. Like I said, it's. If it seems fucking hard, because it is. You know, I have this... I have this thing called an ethos that I read in my phone every day. And an ethos is just like a a group of, like, phrases that you say to yourself every day. And I read this. I try to read this every day. And... You know, one of those things is like fucking a comfort zone. Don't get in a comfort zone. Comfort zone will kill you. And you know what? When I think back about being at like my job before this last one, it was like the definition of dead end. Like definition of dead end job day in, day out, 40 hours a week. You got to work overtime because they don't fucking pay you enough. But there's nothing else here in the area. You'd have to drive an hour to find something better. You they have good insurance. They have good insurance though, and they have family insurance, and they're not hard to get hired on. And it's steady work, and it's dead end, bro. Dead end. I used to work with people that've been there thirty fucking years, man. And God, now every time I fucking see somebody that I used to work with there, they look like they've aged ten fucking years, and it's only been four. I'm like, fuck. That, that could have been me. I was there for four years. And I was like, that could be fucking me right now, dude. But it's not. Because I took a fucking leap. And I moved to this new company. And I was like, man, this is fucking great. And it was great. I was good at my fucking job. I grew really fast there. <laughs> Historically, I just... Uh, I never heard of anybody that has grown that fast. Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> That's a little narcissistic, but I grew very fast there. And in my, in that industry, it's not very common to do that. Um, unless you're working your fucking ass off and you're recognized for it. I'll say that because that's true. You have to work your fucking ass off for it. I sacrificed a lot of time because I was good at my fucking job. And that was my goal was to fucking move up in that place. Cause I was good at my fucking job and I knew I was. And I'm going to make the most of this, of this and this is going to be my career. I thought that was going to be my fucking career for the rest of my life until I can retire early and live the good life, guys. And I quit my fucking job and I work at a fucking brewery now. <laughs> it is super humbling to just be like, man, I thought that was my fucking going to be my fucking career. And I was going to have this and that. We were going to fucking, Yeah. Nah, bro. Be fucking happy. And you know, it's... You don't realize how unhappy you are until you find something or someone that actually makes you happy. Then you realize how unhappy you are. 
Think about that. Because that was me. The realization that pouring beer for a great company. Don't get me wrong. This place is great. I wouldn't leave for a shitty fucking place. Because service industry places aren't the fucking best sometimes for their employees. They treat us great there. Which is, which is all the better. And then I realized that some people will never experience this in their life. Ever. They never will. They will never experience true happiness at their job or the place that they work. I'm not going to call it job because job means fucking labor. And if it's not laborious, it's not a fucking job. If you're truly happy, it's not a fucking job. It's, 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 it's your place of, I would say your place of work, your place of business, your, your place you go to that's not at your fucking house that you enjoy going to. Your safe place. I go there on my days off just to fucking hang out with the people I work with. There, is there free beer in it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Don't get me fucking wrong. But even if there wasn't, I genuinely, genuinely like being there. The atmosphere at this new brewery is fucking so relaxing and comfortable. I've never, you wouldn't catch me dead on my fucking day off going somewhere at my old fucking job. I'd call you stupid if you were there on your fucking day off. Your salary, man, what the fuck you doing there? <laughs> you know? But I genuinely like being here. At this new place. I really do. And I had a great support system. I have Cheyenne of course. You know. She's been there every step of the way. When I was inconsistent with my decision. I didn't know what the fuck to do. And she's like you could die tomorrow. Do whatever the fuck you want. And I was like you know what. You're fucking right. I'm If I, if I go tomorrow. I'm going to go. Knowing that I love my job. And I didn't know that I fucking loved it until I was there. And and the realization. And that's what I was getting to. The realization that some people will never experience this. And I've talked to people about it. They're like, man, I'd rather be financially stable. And I'm like, well, while you're financially fucking stable, dude, you're still going to hate your job. And you know, I love my mom to death, but my mom and dad were born in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s. You know, it was factory labor. Our town was built on factories and car manufacturing factories. It was earn your fucking pension, work work 20 to 30 years, earn your fucking pension, get paid for the rest of your life, retire when you're fucking 55, 60. You know, 55, more, more around 55 or 50, depending on when you get in. But, you know, my dad has a pension. So it's like, he still gets a pension. And he worked 20 fucking years of nights. Working in a fucking factory. A hard factory that breaks your fucking back, man. They don't give a fuck about you. You know, I heard what my mom made when she retired. It was $19 an hour. You couldn't pay me $19 a fucking hour to do the shit that she did. But that was good money when I was a fucking kid. <laughs> when I was a fucking kid, that was good ass money that she was making. And she supported Ryan and I. Well, our, I mean, obviously we had our dad too. Our dad supported us too. He's a full-time, 
He was a full-time farmer along with being, um, along with being a night shift guy at, at fucking GM, like the car manufacturer. But, you know, he worked that shift for, he worked that shift for, if you're a full-time farmer, you don't have hours four or five months out of the year. You are 24-7 trying to plant and trying to harvest. And he would work nights and then come pick us up. <laughs> or he would he would drop us off from his house, go back to go back home and sleep for like three hours and then fucking go to work. And then he'd wake up. If it was during harvest or planting season, he'd fucking go home after work, sleep for a few more hours, wake the fuck back up, and go fucking harvest or plant. Like he did that for 20 fucking years. My dad is like the definition of like a, a real, just kind of hardworking, just hardworking, just red-blooded, just man. I'm not going to say, I would say, you know, like an American man, just a hard-blooded, hard, red-blooded working American man. Literally who he is. That's who he is. You know, he didn't have an iPhone until like five years ago. Or no, less than that. Fuck. That's when the iPhone was fucking invented, damn near. No, he didn't have an iPhone until like, Shit. 20, no, I'm going to say probably about five years ago. It was like 2017, he had his first fucking iPhone. Maybe 2018. And now he has a nicer phone than I fucking do. But, uh, yeah, it's like, our town was built on that. So it's like, when I told my mom I was quitting my job and going here, and she's like, how much do you make there, and how much are you going to make there? And it's like one of those realizations of money where it's like, can't you just wait 20 years and then retire and then go do your, go live your dream, <laughs> you know? And I don't blame her for that because I told myself I don't need anybody's support, but I really appreciate it if I do, but I don't need anybody's support to make this decision. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want and what makes me happy. So just remember that if you have to make a hard decision like that for your happiness, whatever it is, it could be anything. Make sure you have your own back because some people might not have yours and you might falter. So just be wary of that. But I was lucky to have the support system that I did. And I was like, you know what? I don't need your support, but I really would appreciate it if I did have it. And she, 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 you know, she it took a couple of days, but she texted me and like called me and she's like, Hey, I accept it. You know, it's, it's fine. Like I understand as long as you're happy. That's all she wants from me is that I'm happy. And, you know, everybody's gotten over it. Like, she's, she hasn't, she's gotten over it, you know. Money's money. Money's fucking money, dude. Is it nice? Do we need it to live in some aspects of our life? Yes, we do. But if you got enough at the end of the day to make it, and you can make it work, and you're fucking happy, Fucking do it, man. Do it. You know, I've, I'm feeling it. Like I've, you know, I make like half the money I used to. And I'm feeling it, but I still got that little extra. You got to work on it. You got to work on your spending, but I still got that little fucking extra to make it work. And I'm doing what I fucking love. And nobody can fucking take that away from me. So go get yours. Do what it is that's going to make you fucking happy in life. Because you could go tomorrow.
like any of us could. We've already lost some important people the past fucking year. People go every day. Even if it just gives you a little bit of happiness. Take that fucking leap of faith. Do what makes you fucking happy. And if people don't fucking agree with it, fuck them. You'll find new people. You'll be just fine. Everything will always be okay in the end. Don't worry so much. We all can work on that a little bit. Not worrying, but... Tomorrow's a new day. Do what makes you happy. And that's about my time. So as the kids say, YOLO. I'll see y'all next time. In 2023. Can't wait for what the next year is going to bring for the podcast. Super excited. So, when life gets hard and life gets you down, you get up, you dust off, you do what you know you got to do, and you milk that motherfucking pig. Peace, guys. Love you guys so much. See y'all next year. Love you. Bye.